I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Glenn bailed on us. So, uh, Stu, what's your top yes. story? Yeah. Um, um, the new development in the Me Too situation. Okay. Jason. I b actually believe the ghost of FDR rose from the grave and put in the last bill for, uh, the, you know, his last little, you know, th thing for the, the farm bill. Yeah, like he did that because he wanted to add it into the New Deal and it just didn't go far enough. <laughs> so we finally got it done several decades later. Interesting, Andrew. It's my theory. Electoral reform. Wow. But with ghosts. I feel, like, I feel like the way that you look at the camera, you want like a, a clap, yeah, I, laugh track. I want something. that with literally everyone. If I'm ever given an intern, the intern will kick the door open in front of me and then go, hear ye, hear ye, Heaton enters the room and then play a laugh track and then maybe like a riff from Seinfeld or something. So yes, this is all true. You are so odd. Uh, got a lot to get into before we do that. I want to thank our sponsor, Brick House. So I'm not saying any names here, but there may be some people at the table who don't eat vegetables. One of them may or may not be a vegetarian. Which is a weird, it or not. It's, a, it's a weird sort of... Uh, I've never understood it. It's an odd intersection I live at. <laughs> yeah. Cardboard and... Yeah, well, I mean, you know... Fruit, okay. You can you always fruit, find yeah. something vegetarian at Taco Bell. Yes, they have I've lots of them. Actually, you can always order everything Taco Bell uh, vegetarian. They'll make it for you. They're pretty good at that. Pretty good. <laughs> it's really kind of them. Uh, but you're not getting the nutrition when you don't eat the vegetables. That's why you bring your field of greens to exactly. Taco Bell with you. And oh. you put it on the nachos <laughs> bel grande. Uh, oh, anyways. my fave. Oh, it's good, dude. <laughs> so I don't actually recommend sprinkling field of greens on nachos grande, but I do recommend drinking field of greens. Um, we've all tried it. It's delicious. You can mix it in a smoothie. You can mix it in milk. You can mix it in whatever your choice Nacho is. Nacho cheese sauce? Mm -hmm. Oh, you do. You do you. You do you. That's a great idea, dude. Yes. Okay. Can so, we set this up? Yes. yes. Brick House. We will be trying Field of Greens <laughs> on nachos. Yes. <laughs> but in the meantime, you need Field of Greens in your life. One scoop is one uh, one full serving of fruits and vegetables. Go to BrickHouseBlaze.com. Use promo code Greens for fifteen percent off your first order, or you can text Greens two four one. 411, get that, go to your nearest Taco Bell. We'll make it like an internet challenge too. Mm. We will do it on the show and then it can be an internet challenge. Everyone can order Field of Greens and try it on Nachos Grande. <laughs> I don't think they want their product associated with, with, with Taco <laughs> Bell <laughs> that much. But I, You're I'm welcome, Brick House. <laughs> <laughs> All right, still. Uh, I want to talk about uh, this recent thing with Christine Blasey Ford coming back. Um, and and it's, it's a tough one because, you know, it's just a, such a sensitive issue. But when you are doing an award show or you are doing um, something you know, what, like Sports Illustrated was trying to do with this latest um, event, you have to try to break through. You know, I mean, I mean, I remember the ESPY Awards. They brought in like the, you know, the, the Bravery Award was going to Caitlyn Jenner. Um, who Caitlyn Jenner, we're told, never had any athletic right. ability at all. That would be dead, that would be dead that would naming. Be dead naming if we're talking about that. Um, but she was, you know, she was brought up for that award. And like again, like there's. There's nothing, you know, no one's saying like, oh, well, you can't win an award if you're controversial. You can. Um, and, and you don't have to think about that, per se, if you're programming an award show. But this one really bothered me because Christine Blasey Ford, look, I don't know what happened with her when none of us do. Um, but we do know, what we do know about her is that she's someone who is involved in a very controversial news story in which her, her accusations against someone uh, were by half, at least half the country. Um, uh, we're very skeptical about her claims. At least there wasn't a lot of evidence there. There's certainly, and including, by the way, by her, a lot of questions about what actually happened with her, uh, with her situation. So they brought her in to introduce 
the victims of Larry Nasser, who's the guy in um, uh, from Michigan State who uh, was abusing all of the um, uh, gymnasts. And uh, so let's before we get into the the next part of this, let's let's watch the actual clip and, and you can watch for yourself. Good evening. I am honored to speak with you from afar about a woman I admire so much. A woman who suffered abuse as a vulnerable teenage athlete who found the courage to talk publicly to stop the abuse of others. Her courage inspired other survivors to end their silence and we all know the result. We all have the power to create real change and we cannot allow ourselves to be defined by the acts of others. Now, of course, nothing in her video is controversial. Uh, she seems quite likable and, and there's nothing, you know, there's nothing that she said that would make anyone uh, be controversial. My, my issue here is not with her, it's with Sports Illustrated in that you, we, you should not combine a, a story in which there's real doubt about what happened um, along with what happened with the Larry Nassar situation. It's one of the worst cases of uh, abuse in American history. Um, it was uh, close, it's close to 200 different young girls were abused by this guy. Um, there's not a lot of question at all about the details of, of these cases. Um, you know, it is probably the most open and shut molestation case in American history. Um, you know, there was a lengthy report that came out just a few weeks ago um, about how he was doing these things. Many of these molestations were happening in front of the parents. Um, you know, he was acting as if they were different medical treatments he was trying to do. Um, and they were happening, you know, un right in front of the parents, and under towels, all sorts of awful, awful things. This situation is, has literally nothing to do with Christine Blasey Ford. And because they want to get a little bit of buzz and get the, you know, their award show talked about, they're bringing her out there and acting as if, you know, and that's what's getting the attention. Now, there's a sick part of that, which is the gymnasts should have the attention anyway. <laughs> like, this is a really serious story and such a terrible story that it, they shouldn't be fighting for attention over what they went through. Um, and, you know, the really heroic um, people who stepped up and, and actually were able to talk about this, because I can't imagine it was easy. Um, they were able to out, out this guy, and finally he's you know in prison, and we'll never see him again. But I just I feel like when you take you take someone like Blasey Ford and you put them as the spokesperson for um, a, a case like this, I feel like it really mixes two things that shouldn't be mixed. You know, this is a you're 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 trying to get attention. You're adding a political element um, into a story that doesn't need it. And a lot of times we see this with uh, you see this all the time with with different charities and, and functions like this, where you you put you get that sort of um, hot political issue where it's going to get a lot of buzz and people arguing about it online to get attention for yourself. Is that the right use for a story like this? You know, are you really honoring the victims of, of Larry Nasser by, by trying to promote your own little show, by you know, mixing this up with it? There's nothing wrong with, with, uh, with you know, look, if you, a lot of people do believe that Blasey Ford uh, was a, a victim and told the truth, and, and I understand that. But I just feel like it was really tasteless. You're, you're also you're also expanding one more realm we can all fight in. Great, because yeah. if there's if there's anything we need, it's more places to argue about politics yeah. in America right now. And that and that's like I, I don't I'm not remotely sporty. I don't like I've no we I, couldn't tell. No, I've, mm -hmm. I have bought Sports all. Illustrated before, like for the annual swimsuit yes, edition. I I've figured, done that. We all figured. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah. I like you know I, I don't I have no idea. Like is lacrosse? I don't know. Uh, I I don't really care either. And same with like uh, with like the Colin Kaepernick deal. I wasn't offended by the kneeling. 
feeling. That doesn't, that doesn't phase me. I just don't have that. I know a lot of people that they viewed it as blasphemy. I don't care. I don't care about football. But it did bother me that something that had kind of been politically neutral then became yet another way to fight. And, yeah. and that, I kind of see that happening here where um, these are important issues and everything. But I, there, there's kind of this impulse right now where anytime someone stands up and goes, you know what, I'm going to make a political point, everyone's like, yeah. And I'm like, uh, you know what, actually, like we're kind of starting to come apart right now. Maybe we should have a couple of things that we just sort of declare as reasonably neutral ground. Yeah. And, like, and by the way, Nasser, like, horrific, terrible, awful but also not political. No one's pro Nasser. No one like it's not. No, it's not a. There's there's no red and blue element there. That's just flat out evil. Right. Uh, and we were all and, and we still are on the same side on that one. We were all fighting together, right, to make sure Larry Nasser never gets out of uh, out of prison. So that's good. Um, but just to mix this in, you're right. Like it, 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 instead of making this uniting thing where we can all celebrate the heroism of uh, you know this one particular young girl who came out, but all of them really who came out and made brave statements and took on impossible you know uh, you know organizations and power to get their message out. Instead, now the conversation becomes about this, and I just think that's just really it's just the wrong way to go. This is something Glenn has made this point with things like the Nazarene Fund. You know, people will talk about. Um, you know all, all the stuff going on, and you know, and, and you know the abuse of people uh, in the Middle East, and it's like, well, we should be able to come together on that. Like, you know, we might there might be disagreement in the United States over a policy of whether uh, you know gay marriage, for example, but like we can all come together and say like Russia, the way they treat gays is really bad, and we should yeah. all just reunite on that one. And Iran, right? They're doing a really bad job there. There's no reason we can't just come together on those things. And when you try to like insert your little political points into it, I, it just, it just you know, spoils it, the whole thing. It's interesting that just a shift in, in politics and sports. Like, I don't ever remember this much politics and sports before. Like, yeah, it's I, getting I'm like, worse and worse. Like, I don't remember as a kid. I didn't fold it as much as when I was like a little, little kid. But, I mean, it, it seems like, it definitely seems like as we become more tribal and people are following politics, my kids follow politics for crying out loud. Yeah. Like, their friends follow politics. I'm like, what are you doing? I hear their phone calls. A lot of times they're talking about politics. Like, my daughter's like, oh my gosh, did you hear what Trump said? I'm like, why are you even listening right, to him? Right. Concentrate on something else that kids should be, you know, playing or something. Yeah, I mean, but, they used to have, um, you know, there was never really to politics and sports. Or at least there were some. And then, then I remember when um, Outside the Lines started on ESPN, yeah. which I know, of course, obviously you watch all the oh, time. Oh, yeah, this, I go to sleep uh, to that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, I, I can't wait for uh, Mitt Betsy to Mitt Betsy give and, her, yes, Mitt Betsy is a great one. analysis. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, Mitt Betsy and brought that show to the yeah. air, and it was a once-a-week thing that happened early Sunday morning. I remember I would turn it on before the games and you'd watch the show. Now it's daily. There's so much stuff going on outside the lines of the field in the court that they have to have a daily show. That is not a that's not a good development. Fox before the for Sunday's games, they on the pre-show. Yeah. They were like, "We want to show you what the players in Chicago are doing for social justice." I'm like, "Why?" Why? No, like, it's, no. it's interesting because uh, didn't ESPN tweet out recently they just said that they were going to move away from politics yes. because of their ratings. So it's like they bailed on They've it, yeah. noticed that they their rating shift has been because of the, their political theme is ESPN. The new guys. So the, yeah. all these other companies aren't taking the hint, apparently. Well, they want to bring it back. Uh, that is an interesting development. If, if, if you're looking to make a splash, then you want to do it. If you're looking to sustain ratings, I don't know if that's going to be you know, a the, winning strategy. I think the temptation's obvious. Like, you know, and, and as much as I'm being critical here, you know what? I wouldn't even have known that Sports Illustrated was having this award show and giving this award to them, though they deserve it, uh, if it wasn't for this, right? So I understand the temptation. We are in this business, right? Like, I get it. But, I mean, there are certain things that if you can just 
elevate yourself for a couple of minutes to avoid turning them into political nightmares, like you should do it. And this is a really good example of it. ESPN is just fighting a losing battle on this because, like before, there was nowhere to go to get you know highlights and stuff. Now you can get that everywhere. It's like literally on demand. No one's watched staying up. Yeah. Like they might, they probably might actually end up losing ratings because if you're not making a shift into something else, that was their. Pol- this is the battle that's happened there. And you know the guy who's in charge now of Sports Center was a, had been has been there for a million years and was like a producer back in the old days when they were doing actual sports. And that was the philosophy. That's why the politics happened. It's, it's not like because everybody who works at ESPN is mega liberal or whatever, although there's certainly a lot of that. It was because they were like, well, if we keep just trotting out highlights, people are all watching them online. What are we going to do? Yeah. They're trying to take it back to that. Because, again, like, there's enough interest in sports where you can maintain it with people just talk, talking about the actual games and, and just the, the, the pits that have to penetrate that world. You don't need to make it up. And that's what they're constantly yeah, doing. We, we have that oftentimes going in the break room. And mm. I think sportscasters speak with a higher degree of moral certainty and alarm than General Patton did at any point while oh, planning yeah. the Normandy invasion. I yes. watched them like, wow, they're really fired up about this. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, they know it's a game, right? Do they? <laughs> All right, FDR's ghost when we come back. Yes. <laughs> Anything, <baby. laughs> oh, I, I don't want to have FDR coming back. I, we had... We had more to get into, but before we do that, I want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. <sighs> All right, so I sadly am admitting that I am reaching the age where things start to hurt. Finally mm-hmm. admitting sure it. sure you guys yeah. are in the same boat. Never. I'm yes. pretty sure I'm the youngest one at this table, so I hope you guys are in the same boat because I want you all to be in pain like me. I'm, I'm this is really a great commercial so far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, um, so I do take Relief Factor. I know Jason takes Relief Factor. Glenn was in an immense amount of pain at one point in his life. I think he said it was a year ago this month mm-hmm. that he was just in so much pain um, because of medical issues, and he was just like, I'm giving up. Uh, and he started taking Relief Factor. It's 100% natural, and so, which of course is why you men don't want to take it. But um, it actually really does work if you've got any kind of. Um, I've got a spine issue. Um, I've got protruding discs, and it works for me. I know Jason is former military, so he's been very hard on his joints as well. Yep. Um, so it deals with the inflammation, which a lot of times is where the pain actually stems from. Uh, you can buy it now. Get the Quick Start Pack for 19.95. That's a three-week Quick Start Pack. And you know what? It's like 70% of the people who buy it, that Quick Start Pack, buy it again, which shows it's working. It should work for you. You can go to relieffactor.com or call the number on your screen and uh, get your life back. Get out of pain. All right, Jason. I put my Relief Factor in some Taco Bell nacho cheese. That's oh, what, no, that's what we not really <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, no, don't do that. Um, uh, yeah, so this, okay, so I was on the radio show this morning talking about this. So I've been trying, there's so many bad things. So if you listen it, to that. Hold on, did you just try to promote yourself being on the radio show? In, no, because in the past? Uh, uh, did I say in the past? No, I'm just saying you can't promote yourself in the past. Earlier in this morning. I was, on, what I was, talking about I was on the radio show. Well, I'm, the point I'm trying to make on this, Smart Alec, is that there's so many bad <laughs> things about this bill. Like, I could literally go on 12 shows and say, and talk about 40 different things yeah. in each one of those slots about this thing. I cannot believe that only 13 GOP senators voted no to this thing. Only 13 had any kind of balls whatsoever. So tell, us why, tell us why that's so bad. 
So okay. I'm sure the audience has not had. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a bill. They don't have time to spending bits every six years or every eight years. I'm sorry, something like that. It's basically it comes out to towards the end. Like I can't remember the date that it you know it goes through, but it's worth about eight hundred billion dollars. Eight hundred billion dollars. Um, there's, there's, uh, the things that I mentioned before are, I mean, it, it, price controls, um, all kinds of market manipulation type stuff. There's, I hadn't even, I've never even studied one of these things before. I'm, I'm kind of glad because it probably quasi, scared me. It's quasi-socialist. There's it's, a lot yeah. of stuff. Yes. And, and, yeah, it's like my, my family, I come from a farming family. This isn't for the benefit of farmers. It's not, it's, it's for the, it ends up uh, helping really big businesses. Because That's what the, I was going to say. The, yeah. way, the way they do it, at least historically, I don't, I've not looked at the legislation, but I, I assume it's still in there. Historically, the way this works is you're given a subsidy based on the amount of acres you own. Not on the amount. Now, I don't think you should subsidize lifestyles anyway. Like, I, as a comedian, do not deserve your money. Uh, I, I do if you're going to voluntarily give it to me. I shouldn't take it from you using force of law. But um, that said, though, if that were your goal, was to support small American farmers, then you would want to give it to them based on, on a head, you know, the, the amount of people. Uh, with, with this, it's, it's the amount of acreage. So if you've got, you know, a, a farm the size of Iowa, uh, you get paid so much money for that, and then you turn around and you buy out the small farmer, which is one of the reasons small farmers are going away because their kids sell out to the big companies. Mm-hmm. Small farmers make, on average, about one hundred and eighteen, hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year. Now that is pennies if you think about all the overhead costs that they had to incur to keep that going. Right. Tractors. So that's gross. Everything. That's not profit. Right. Okay. I mean, it's it's insane. So it's it's extremely hard for them. Now, now the uh, subsidies that that they've uh, added into is if you drop below a certain income level, then you get the money. So, and again, there's all sorts of things wrong with that just right there. But the people that that benefits, just like what you were saying, is anyone that drops below, the threshold is 900000 a year. 900000 a year. So that means only the mega, mega, big, like, the big farm industry, you know, companies uh, or whatever. I They're you. the I ones that are getting all the cash off this. Now, just think about that for a second. All the Democrats voted for this, too. You should be, all the Democrats should be ridiculously against this. Because if you're all about the little guy, right. you know, you're, you're basically, you just voted on something that just benefits the big, you know, like, your, you know, their catchwords, big pharma, big corporations, yeah. big farm. You know, that, that's what they're, uh, that, that's who this benefits here. Not the little guy. Not the guy that's struggling. Just the other ones. And a few other things on this as well. Gosh, I could talk about this all day long. It's such a dumpster fire. This, this like, the, the ghost of Barry Goldwater should be percolating in your blood <laughs> yeah. when you read about the farm bill. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, again, uh, there, there's another thing about um, uh, they, they give, so there's uh, subsidies that they'll give, or there's money that they'll give to, like, some of these companies that just own the land. So a lot of, like, uh, big companies will just buy up farmland, and so they'll buy up this farmland with the intent of not using it all, or just using certain crops and not growing certain other things. Well, and, at times, um, and it's a big-time business. At times we pay people not to grow crops. I don't know if that's yep. in this particular bill, but sometimes thing, they do yep. the, try and keep the market from blah, 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 so you can, you can own a fallow plot of land. Right. Uh, I think I'm eligible for my plastic plants for farm subsidies this year. I used to get money off of Farmville, but that was still a thing. It's like it's, it's, a really, it's not a good program. But 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 uh, but but that money will go to the the big company that owns the land. Yeah. It won't go to the to the uh, to the farmers that are actually working the land. It, it's 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 ridiculous. All it does is uh, this entire thing just benefits the super wealthy this, corporations or super wealthy farmers, not the little guys. It's, it's a big crony capitalist spurge, and it's also the only thing in government that's done like routinely with bipartisan support. Yeah. Like, it's, it's this weird I thing know. where it's like federal budget can't do that. And, and again, like what you said, well, you pointed it out this morning is that nobody wants to vote against farmers. Right. You don't want to be like the, you don't want to be that guy that says no, yeah. screw the farmers, yeah. hate the farmers. Yeah. Like, someone will point, will you know, call them out on some panel. Show would say, why do you hate farmers? We, we will arrive you at a point where all bills are the bill to support veteran puppies. Yes. <laughs> all of them have that, but it's actually to like put toxic chemicals in the like the Great Lakes and things. So then, who was it who voted against it? 
Uh, Mike Lee voted against it. Probably Rand Paul. Uh, Rand Paul voted yeah. against it. Ted Cruz, you are done to me. <laughs> he voted for it. Now I He's could, not even running for re-election right now. What I know. The devil? He has no excuse. I could not believe that when I read that. I was like, I'm never, I voted for him. I'm never voting for him again ever. Really? You're he, done with him. I'm done. I'm don't complete, say never. No, 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 no don't never. Do that. I will write in what if he's up against another General Mattis for no. my Texas senator. Robert I don't Francis. care if he doesn't live here. Yeah, I don't know. Because uh, did, well, did, I wonder what his, uh, his past voting record is. One of the things that really impressed me about Cruz is when, when, we, when he went to Iowa in the campaign, um, in the primary, he was the only one really oh, who right. said you know what ethanol no nope it's stupid yeah um and so i don't know i'm not i have no idea why he voted for this it, that does not seem like a, a very cruise-esque position particularly when he's not running for it uh, he maybe he didn't read the 800 page bill and just said oh, screw there, it i don't want to be the guy that's sadly, that there, there's always a bunch that are disappointing like i like the, it, the last time this happened in the house i think thomas massey voted in favor i could be wrong about that but massey Mas- is pretty against it this time oh I'm was he sure my I, yeah. I withdraw my comment i don't know this time at least i don't know Good. I, maybe i was wrong about that because like there, it was someone last time where i was like that guy should not like i'm, I'm assuming just Justin Amash and, and Massey yes, there again. Good. good. Well done, gentlemen. Yes. Uh, I thought one thing I thought was really interesting about this is is Jason in particular being really fired up about this, and the, and and it it like snapped me back into reality because it's one of these things that happens you know every few years. It's so bad every time. And it's at the point now where everyone's just like, yeah, it's a farm bill. Of course it's going to pass. That's not how we should feel. No we one, should feel like Jason. Yeah. No one talks about this. I was like, I tweeted on it, like, trying to, I was trying to goad Ted Cruz into a debate on Twitter. That never <laughs> works out for me some, for some reason. But then I, actually, a discussion actually started in the comments. And people were like, I had no idea. And they're like, what? Like, I, I can't believe, I feel ashamed that I never looked into this before. I don't know how many other bills are voted for that are blatantly socialist. That I just, like, it's always been the, done the, that the, way, so I just let beginning. it happen. This is the best of both worlds. This is socialist and crony capitalist at the same time. Uh, if, you hate, uh, if you hate capitalism and you hate socialism, then you would hate this bill. <laughs> uh. All right, back in a minute. Ben Sashi has called it on this one, too. It's the one issue I've always called he, he, on. Because he, he's in Nebraska. Nebraska. Andrew, you said electoral reform? Electoral reform. Brace yourselves, viewers. Mm. Uh, so there was a court case that got thrown out in Maine. Uh, Maine, in the not this election, but the previous election, had adopted a ranked choice voting system. And the way that works is, if the four of us are running, and, uh, and everyone goes, I'm not going to vote for Stu. I'd throw my vote away on Stu. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all know it's going to be we it's, always say. It's gonna be Jason and Sarah that are going to be the, the end candidates. So I'm, yes. you know, I'm, I agree with Sarah fiscally. I agree. You know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, what Maine decided to do was rank choice voting, which is done in, in other jurisdictions, some other countries as well, where you, you write in whoever you like best. And if they don't hit 50 percent, it defaults to your second choice and so on and so forth. So in a ranked choice system, there's no way there can be a spoiler. You could write in Bernie Sanders and Ron Paul, and it would still go to your third choice of whoever the Republican Democrat would be. Well, this election, the midterms, uh, the Republican incumbent, whose name is uh, Bruce Poliquin, lost. He, uh, he was the plurality candidate. So if you were looking at the breakdown, he initially had the most votes, but it wasn't 50%. So that inaction went in and it went to the next guy. Uh, and it turned out when everybody started writing their second favorite candidate, it was the Democrat whose name was Jared, uh, uh, Jared Golden. And he won. So this was taken to court and, and it was kind of a fairly flimsy uh, thing in my opinion, because he basically said that the Constitution guarantees a plurality voting system, which is not true. It, it guarantees uh, that the Congress will be elected by popular vote. It doesn't say the mechanism by which that happens. Uh, I think it's really cool. I, my hat's off to Maine on trying something that I think is a really good deal. Um, I'm, I'm glad and impressed they were able to get that through. Uh, I think that if, if you try and do this in other states, Republicans and Democrats will fight it, and will fight it tooth and nail, because the, the parties don't want you to have real choices. They want to have this duopoly. 
uh, and they want to fight each other, and they, they want to have a cartel. Uh, and Maine has figured out how to break through with that, and my hat is off to them. I, I think that works really well. And that only, that only passed because it was a, an amendment. Was it a constitutional amendment, or was it a, just it's, a... It's not a constitutional a, amendment, because they're, they, they actually passed a bill, as I understand it, that would make all of the state races um, a ranked choice voting. However, the Constitution of Maine, which preempts that, has specific plurality voting guidelines depending on the office. So there are certain offices that aren't that way. Okay. Um, so it's kind of like they, they, they passed a statewide law, but it doesn't affect everything that has a, a constitutional preemption. Yeah, and I think like a lot of... There were a lot of people who were complaining about that, like it was bad because the Republican lost. And honestly, I'm sure if I was in Maine um, as a conservative, I probably would like the Republican more than the Democrat. But this is a just system. I mean, the idea that you'd be able to vote for the person you think is best is, is nothing but healthy. Um, and I am a big fan of ranked choice voting. Uh, I think it's a really good thing. I think they should do it. I'd love to have it everywhere. Because then you could say, like, look, okay, you know, uh, that libertarian, I would love them to win. Now, I know they're not going to win, but I would love them to win. So I'm going to put them first, and then I'll put my other choice next. You know who, uh, who uh, loves it? Chris Novoselic from Nirvana. If you ever meet him. Really? If you ever meet him, Bring talk to him about that. Because <laughs> he doesn't want to talk about Kurt Cobain. He wants to talk about ranked choice voting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've got overtime coming up next. Much more to come. Stay tuned, Blaze TV subscribers. Uh, we have a lot in store. We'll see you then. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze Premium subscribers. Become a premium subscriber at theblaze.com slash subscribe. Stu, tell us what's going on in Nigeria. Uh, this is important. And I think it goes to our electoral reform conversation that we ended the show with. Um, uh, the Nigerian uh, president, king, ruler, um, whatever it is. Is it good luck like Jonathan? Or is uh, that, did they get rid of him? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, the story is really, yeah, I think you will realize in a moment that it's yeah. not very important. Um, because <laughs> I mean, because obviously this is the news and why it matters. Right. Well, <laughs> no, it's, Go on, Stu. No, <laughs> uh, the stories I really enjoy. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he was running, uh, he's running for re-election, but there's been a rumor. He had some health issues. He went on a medical vacation, supposedly. Uh, and the rumor is that he died. Um, now, it's hard to get elected when you're dead, although not in America. Well, that happens seemingly a lot in America. But you can, uh, you can apparently um, get elected if, when you die, you are able to clone yourself and then come back as a clone of yourself. Classic um, political yeah, maneuver. Exactly. This is, that is what Tammany Hall was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually written in? No, this is, so this is really what... <laughs> that would be a very far-sighted They are, I know. They're very far ahead. Uh, basically, what, what happened was he left, uh, he disappeared for a little while, came back. It's just him, right? But a lot of people in the country well, think... Are you sure? That, no, well, no. Um, so they think he cloned himself and is now running uh, for re-election, and they're saying, you can't, you can't win. We're not going to vote a clone in. And he had to come out and make a public statement that I am not actually a clone... I'm actually myself, but Which the point is, is what it, a clone would say. First right, clone would exactly say. what they would the say. The first thought a clone would be like, of course, I'm not going to admit that I'm a clone. I'm not a clone. Could, he, could he just go, I'm not a clone, I'm a double? Like, is that fine? Is, is, yeah, like, is this anti-clone well, bias? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is him oh, before and after. Yeah, sure I mean, look at the difference. You can see that they're totally different people. Wow. Um, like, for example, the clone does not have a white collar. No. Uh, so if you notice that. And he has a little pin. See, there's lots his. of differences. Wow. Um, I just feel like every once in a while. First of all, the good thing with ranked choice voting is you could put the, the, the candidate down first and the clone second. Exactly. Which would be kind of nice. Uh, but I, I think that there's that. Um, uh, every once in a while, we get very depressed about how our, like, for example, this North Carolina s- uh, situation that we have not spent that much time on. Where, I mean, it looks real, like, all-out election fraud happened in the 9th District in, in North Carolina. 
And, uh, you know, you get depressed by these things at times. You kind of say, well, my candidate didn't win. This sucks. Or the Republicans lost too many seats. This sucks. But, I mean, at least you're not in the area where, like, they're legitimately having a debate in a country about whether their president is clone or not. And at least we're not there. Although maybe we should this go there. This makes Something me want to run for office in Nigeria. I feel like I would do really well in a parliamentary debate here. I could like, yeah, as people will see based on this uh, documentary of Battlestar Galactica that I found, that uh, yeah, all of my all of my knowledge would be useful. Finally, I'm already getting ten emails a day from princes in Nigeria mm. offering to make me a millionaire. Now I'm going to have to deal with the clones of those mm-hmm. princes yes. emailing me ten times a day too. Well, you also it, it helps if you don't actually send them money. That's then they why, stop emailing you. Christmas you is rough this year. Yeah, yeah. you got to stop spending them. Not money. if one of them comes through, though. <laughs> That's true. Man, it's, uh, it takes one, baby. <laughs> uh, Jason, tell us about Boris. Yeah, so Boris, um, and let me set this up Boris. by... There's always like a, uh, a claim from either China or Russia on how they just like crack the code and they got the best weapon in the world and you know the, yeah. the new like nuclear missile that can't be shot down, all this stuff. And it's usually a hilarious like, okay, whatever, we find something with it. Well, so anyway, so that, that's to set this up. So Russia just recently was sick and tired of like Boston, you know, what's that Boston Dynamics or you know that they do the yeah, Boston Dynamics. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They make some pretty dope robots. You, you tell me like the giant robot Terrifying. horse and robot dog. Right, robot. exactly. Yeah. Crazy stuff, and it's it's amazing. Horrific. Kind of is. It's scary. But, you don't think that's scary? Well, I, it's got some scary applications for the future, but it's but the but the progress is amazing. You know, it's mm-hmm. just like the technology behind it's amazing. You could automate that thing to get your newspaper in the morning. Ooh. That robot dog or, could get your newspaper. Or True. or your to phone. just take over and become the superior. That's why I'm nice race. to Siri. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> anticipating that. Oh man, I've called Alexa a bunch of names. Mm-hmm. You're gonna come for me mm-hmm. first. So, um, so, you know, so Russia was like sick and tired of us uh, stealing all their thunder. So they decided to make, quote, the most advanced robot in the world. And they were going to prove it. So they marched this robot out and they put this on state Russian TV. And this robot, you know, comes walking out. I think you can kind of see uh, is that. Yeah, you can see that robot right there. It's talking to those kids. Uh, it marches out onto this stage. And I think this is where they unveiled it at that event. And not only does it just walk out, <laughs> yep. but, right away, and, but it is like dancing, and you can't like tell like it's it's like going crazy. We're like, wait a minute, as it's like talking to people, it's like that's actually just a dude in a robot suit. It's not even wow. a good helmet. No, that is a. You no, can very clearly like... see the back of his head. That's awful. I'd say whoever shot that photo from behind right there is probably no longer alive yeah. in Russia. <laughs> but it's just a crack up. This was on Russian state TV, declaring this the most advanced. Uh, you know, like, like praising robot uh, or Russian, you know, roboticists and saying, oh, my gosh, we're so far ahead of everyone. Literally a guy in a friggin' robot suit. I, see, I, I think, but I think this is a hilarious story, and I'm really <laughs> glad you brought it to our attention because I've, I've been following this and I love it. Uh, I don't think the conference itself was trying to dupe anybody. I think the con- like, because they, if you look at them, they're talking about, like, it's kind of a mascot and stuff. I think that the state-run media... I uh, was Try like, mm, we got it. No, we got the gist. Just shut up. We're, we're going to kick this and run with it. Because, like, totally. yeah, I agree. Like, that's a pretty expensive costume, right? Like, you could afford to get, like, a black turtleneck. Yeah. I, think, yeah. I think I would have thought about that in advance. Uh, and uh, I think just well, well done, Russia. I'd be the only country trying to uh, turn rope humans into robots. That's like everywhere else we're like, oh, robots might take my job. Robots have to fear humans in yeah. Russia. It's another angle. Talking about uh, robots, did you guys see what happened in China? With the, the factory oh, robot. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. It, like, impaled a guy who was working in a factory. 
The with ten giant spikes. Yes. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping you're not about to show the picture. Are you about to show the picture? No, we don't have the picture. I didn't plan. I we didn't plan for this. Oh to yeah. Kind of like we when you robots. say robot, you mean like just a big industrial thing or like yeah. a guy? No, it's no, like it's... a industrial thing. You know, Glenn talks about this a lot when yeah. it comes to artificial intelligence and that like that they just set goals. You don't have to be scared of the robot. The robot's not a bad thing. But if the goal, the robot's goal is to walk uh, from from here to that giant stone over there, and you're in between them then you should fear their goal because their goal is not going to account for whether it runs over you or not. Um, and that's kind of what seems to have happened here. And like, we have to get this, this spike needs to go through something. And this is the thing that's there. And it went through him about 10 times. He lived though. He actually lived. They pulled Wait, out 10 what? big spikes yes. out of him. You so there's the like pictures. a human Swiss cheese man that oh, yeah. survived this. Yeah. I have here, look, here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't have it for uh, oh, the viewers, but we'll tweet God. it out. We'll that is Terrifying. Well, tweet, right? We'll tweet oh. it out. It's, I mean, it's literally, it's well, all the way through him. Yeah, he's, Hats off. I'm glad he's okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm astonished that he is, yes. but that is a, a plucky worker right there, and I hope he got overtime and uh, everything else. Uh, uh, all right, so Trump gave an exclusive to Fox News today addressing the Michael Cohen situation. Did any of you catch it? No. Okay. So he, of course, uh, went on to say, you know, I didn't, I didn't do any of, like, he was just a lowly worker. I didn't really do anything important with him. But if I did, it obviously would have been in no, accordance with uh, all of the campaign finance laws. So don't worry. Um, what's your take on this whole Michael Cohen situation? Uh, I mean, I think it's a part of me thinks, look, we'll just wait until this stuff is over and we get a final report. We're speculating on it. We're never going to get a final report. It's already been 10 million years. It's really, I mean, you know, it started in the Pleistine. Yes. <laughs> Um, but, I, you know, look, Michael Cohen, I don't think, has spent one day of his entire life uh, not committing a crime. Like, I think that's just who he is. Uh, he I think he was. Wakes up, rips a tag yeah. off the mattress. Goes <laughs> uh, yeah. to the bathroom, yeah. downloads illegal stuff onto his phone. And, and by the way, this was not a popular viewpoint uh, when we first started making it. He, d- Michael Cohen has always been a bad guy, and you shouldn't surround your people with people like Michael Cohen. It's not a good idea. Um, it's interesting to see his sort of com- com- conversion here to now all of a sudden he's... Very very critical, and you can't take anything he says seriously. Trump had led him down a dark now. path. It yeah. was a Palpatine yeah. situation with young Michael yes, Cohen. Yes, yeah. It's interesting to see, though, um, Michael Cohen's father was a Holocaust survivor. Um, he was, uh, and I think had really become very disappointed in, in, in the way his son's life has turned out. If you're going to believe him, yeah, if you're going to believe that he actually has this conversion, what he's saying now is true, um, you know, that may be the motivation. At least that's the reported sort of, you know, he kind of got to a point where like, what am I doing with myself? My dad did all these heroic things and, and li- he, you know, he survived the Holocaust for me to do this. What? To just serve this guy? Right. You know, again, it most, for most of the time, wasn't even a president. It was just some like real estate guy who was on, on TV a lot. Um, so it's, I, I, you can have that, that moment. I do think though, you cannot take anything he says seriously at this point. Uh, he's been s- such a liar for such a long time that, if they don't have additional evidence other than Michael Cohen's word, they have nothing. Yeah, I, I think, um, like, as you know, I'm not in the Trump camp, but uh, I think he's fine on this one or will will be proven that way. And I think so for two reasons. One, I think that if um, if Cohen had the goods, if he had the smocking gun mm-hmm. to put Trump away, I don't think he'd be seeing jail time. I think he would have traded that to get out of jail, yeah. and that didn't happen, which mm-hmm. tells me he That's didn't great. have enough. And the other thing is, uh, oh, this is where I have to swing for Trump. If I were, if I were president, if I'm, if I'm just me, and and my, and you're my fixer, and you're my attorney, and it's like, hey, this bad thing happened, and I'm like, great, go take care of it. 
I could claim one. Look, I just figured my attorney was going to do the legal thing. Right. I just I have an assumption that he's he's non felonious, and I no one's going to accuse Donald Trump of at night like reading up on campaign finance law, right. just going home and reading his third book of the evening. That's not happening. So he can he can I think pretty much claim that he like hey I didn't know like yeah, unless absolutely. there's evidence right unless yes, it's, right. there's a text that says by the way I know this is illegal but <laughs> which it would not surprise me right. at all with either yeah. of these two which is, which is highly doubtful. I think he's got two choices. One is to just like straight up deny. It, which is, it sounds like that's what he's doing. Yeah. Um, and that goes along to what you said. He'll just say, look, this guy was handling my stuff. That's what he did. Um, the other thing he could do is he could just come out and just admit, own up to it. So, yeah, I had him do it. Had nothing to do with the campaign. Because the actual word, you know, like in, the, in campaign finance law, is that, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the candidate cannot try to like, give, give money or whatever to, uh, to influence the election. And he can easily say, and I think it was Senator Edwards or whatever, has already gone through this. There was yeah. already a precedent. Mm-hmm. He was not convicted of it because it's ridiculously yeah, he, hard. Yeah, he, oh, he, sure. he claimed he was doing it because he wanted to spare his then-dying wife, wife. Yeah, and um, right. from knowledge of the affair. Trump could say the exact same thing. He could say, I didn't want my wife and children to have to go through, you know, to know that Zero D- Dad was doing this. I don't think you even home. have to go that far, though. Are, are you, I don't believe you have caps. As an, as, as you, if you're the candidate, I think you can spend as much of your own money as you want, can't you? I'd, you can on your own campaign, yeah, yes. So if, so if you, if you, um, although if you, it needs to be disclosed. True. Um, so, and then that would be a campaign finance uh, okay, yeah. violation. Although, again, I've said this a million times, I don't think any of these laws should exist. I think they're all unconstitutional. So I, I have, look, I don't like what happened here. I really don't like the fact that he, you know, to Trump, I've said this before, paid people to hide information from voters. Like, I, whether it's legal or not, I, that is a big problem for me, and it's not something that I would, I, I, I like at all. Uh, but, you know, that being said, I, I think there is very little. Uh, I don't think there's really going to to be big enough to take him down, or all these little fever dreams that the left is going through. I mean, it's it's not it's not. I don't think there's enough there. There. It's it's not something that we should should be allowed. I mean, I don't like the idea that you can go a week. I mean, again, a week before the election. Um, and if he, they seem to indicate in these reports that they have evidence other than just Michael Cohen's words um, that uh, that he knew what it was for. But again, I think you're right. He would probably assume that Cohen would have done it in a legal, in a legal way. I mean, I, I certainly would if I had an attorney. When I go to my tax accountant and they say you have to do X, Y, and Z, I don't ask them. I have no idea if what they're telling me to do is the right thing. Okay, but if your attorney is Michael Cohen. Well, you, if your attorney is Michael Cohen, then. You probably figure it's that totally he's. a totally different thing. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing I'm interested in on this one, though. Um, the, the National Enquirer part of this. Yeah. First of all, there's a really interesting part of, like, freedom of the press, really important. If you're taking payments from a candidate to hide stories from the like, that's like a mind blowing <laughs> thing. It's like so incestuous and weird. And like the fact that that could be allowed because we always complain about bias. This is a news source that is in, in the supermarket tabloid aisle. It's, it's in front of every, you know, everybody who uh, checks out call a news source. It, but it's got paper uh, again, words on it. Read it. <laughs> but Trump kept st- telling everyone it was a news source, right? But even more than that, I'm just fascinated. I just hope there's a back and forth on record. Because at some point, someone came up with the idea to blame Ted Cruz for JFK's yeah. dad's, his dad, Ted Cruz's dad for JFK's death. And that Ted Cruz had an affair with, like, 25 women. Both of those stories. Oh, I forgot about that, that one? one. And like, and what's fascinating about that? At some point, I feel like the, the, the JFK that, thing may have been women. Cohen's idea. I think like it might have been like Cohen pitching it. Like, how about this? Um, <laughs> but I really am also interested in the one with the affair because one of the women who they claimed Cruz had an affair with was on Trump's campaign staff at the time it came out. 
And we all know they were working together. You even knew it back then. But I always feel like there was somebody in the Trump campaign who was like, you know who I hate is uh, her. <laughs> <laughs> I should put her in the affair lineup because I, I, don't, I would. I, it's a fascinating one. I kind of just, just for history's sake, want to yeah. know how that, that was. Came yeah, out. That, because they unscramble. Like I, I knew one or two of the people on there, and like the, uh, I'm not going to drag her name through the through yeah. through any of that. But uh, but I was like, right, first of all, you're implying that. Each of these women would voluntarily hang out with Ted Cruz in a fine environment, which I just I don't buy. This. I do not think that's <laughs> no. going to happen. And that I I know that woman. And I was like, that's that never. was Cruz's best defense. No one would want to hang out with him. <laughs> yeah. So I can't even. Yeah, I can't get like a doubles game in tennis, let alone like line up women. To, you know. All right. Yesterday's poll question: Are you in support of a government shutdown to address border security problems? Eighty-eight percent of you said yes. Seven percent said no. Five percent are unsure. I mean. Does your life ever get affected when the government shuts down? No. Unless you're a government worker, I guess. But you get the money back. I mean, so. the big one we always hear is like the, some military payments sometimes right. get delayed. And that, obviously, um, people are very much against. But, I mean, generally speaking, if you're not an essential employee, you probably shouldn't be employed at all. Right. That's yeah, that's a great. I mean, the whole non-essential yeah. thing is a is a problem. And and, when, and every time this has come up, I've noticed that they don't actually pull the trigger on the shutdown until like after the uh, the military gets paid. They get paid every two weeks. It's yep. never been an issue. I mean, it was never an yeah. issue when I was in. It's, so it's just it's a nice thing to be able to threaten like that. Yes. that right. Bad, it's right. smoke and mirrors. You get paid, then you don't even te- you can't tell yeah, that anything two, happened right for two weeks because you're not you don't get paid and then they always they always cover the back pay so they always wind up giving it winds up being an extended right. but, that, but that does cost us money though because we do we do lose things going on during that time like people that are trying to get visa uh, visa applications yeah. passports yes. uh, if you have any any type of medicine that involves the federal government that kind of thing so and we still end up paying for the same stuff yeah we still end up paying for it like it's not like that would like if that were it it's like look just if, <laughs> if we don't hit it by this time the department of agriculture shuts down i'd be like whoa so <laughs> yeah. we're all going to canada huh, for the week but that's not how that works. Uh, all right. Today's poll question. Should individuals like Kevin Hart or Kyler Murray apologize for years old tweets when confronted by the outrage mob? Does it? I mean, it doesn't matter if they apologize. Yeah. I don't right? know. The strategy probably should be no. Right? Yeah. You know, yeah. It just it doesn't. It's certainly not an effective way. I right. Mean, it doesn't matter if you apologize. You're still going to be shamed. Just shows and, which, yeah. which is not a good way to look at no, it. It's though. a good incentive. I mean, it it's really it really should be like the, like the whole Kevin Hart thing. But like Glad had a dog in the fight there. They could say, look, do you still believe in this or not? Just let us know. Give the guy a chance to redeem himself. But that's not how they're looking at it. They're setting him up to literally destroy his career. Not give the guy a chance to say, look how much I've grown. Yeah. That's what's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they haven't read Glenn's book, Addicted to Outrage, <laughs> which you can find uh, Amazon and everywhere. All right. That will be it for us. But I want to uh, let everyone know we will be doing a special swamp edition of the News and Why It Matters tomorrow featuring some really awesome Blaze TV hosts and also Jesse Kelly. Uh, We're very excited. So we hope you will tune in and we'll see you guys tomorrow. So Jesse Kelly would not be on the awesome TV host. Well, like what you're hearing, Become a Blaze Premium subscriber and watch the show anytime, anywhere, live or on demand. Go to theblaze.com slash subscribe and start watching today.